Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the WLG Discussion Lab podcast, a platform initiated by Wailing Gallery, where we share insights and hold conversations surrounding contemporary art. Hi everyone, I'm Amanda, and today we are here with artist Daran Cristanto and writer Dr. Jean Couteau to talk about the background and intentions behind Daran's series of sculptures, Wuku. For your information, Wuku itself refers to a cycle in the traditional Javanese calendar, Pawukon, and through this podcast, you will find out why Wuku is very important to the Javanese and Balinese society and how it became Dadang's inspiration to create this body of work. In case you haven't noticed, the sculptures are currently on view at Whaling Gallery in Brickfields. And if you're wondering what they look like but are unable to see them, because of the lockdown, do visit our website whaling-gallery.com or drop us a message and we'd be happy to send you an e-catalog. As a start, I will just share a little bit of background about our speakers today. First of all, we have artist-activist Dadan Cristanto, who is critically acclaimed for his work that evokes reflections on universal human suffering. Dadan was amongst the first Indonesian artists to enter the international art world in the early 90s, notably featuring in the Asia-Pacific Triennial, Biennale de Sao Paulo, Guangzhou Biennale, Venice Biennale, and so many more. And as our second speaker today, we have Dr. Jean Couteau. Dr. Jean was born in France, but has resided in Bali since 1972. In fact, he has so much interest in Balinese culture, and that is the whole reason why he is here today to talk about the mythology and cultural context behind Wuku itself. Dr. Zhang has received a doctoral degree for his thesis of art history and iconographic art in Bali, and his most recent publication is a book called Myth, Magic, and Mystery in Bali. So without waiting any longer, let's hear from the speakers themselves. Hello, Dadang. Are you in Australia right now? Yeah, yeah, I live in Australia. Uh, in Gravelia, that's uh, uh, inland, a little bit. Nice. I'm sure you're excited about your show. Oh, of course, but it's sad because uh, Corona, I yeah. can't come to the, the show. That's right. It's too bad that you couldn't be here this time around for your own show. But thank you again for being here with us and for sharing about the creation behind the series. Now, let's start with the first question, if you don't mind. What was your reason of making the series? Could you share us why you picked Wuku as a theme at the very first place? Uh, I grew up in Java. And then when I was uh, uh, 18 years old, I went to the School of Art in Jogja, and this uh, Jogja is very important uh, center of the Javanese culture in Indonesia. When I moved to Australia, I never hear about the Wuku, only know Wayang Mahabharata or Ramayana story, only that about the Wayang. When the uh, was a like holiday to Indonesia. I visit my old friend, very old friend. I know him when I was uh, together in the art school in Jogja, in the high in the high school. And I saw the book. His uh, uh, his name is, uh, sorry. His name is uh, 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 Subandi. Yeah. He's from the 
what's called it the uh, craftsmanship or the artist in wayang uh, uh, yeah wayang makers or artisans yeah 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 that's the, that's the, the artist from wayang the family long long time ago and then like a heritage to become uh, uh, skillful for to make a wayang and i went there and i saw the book buku in subandi house and what is that Oh, this is Kuku. What's that? Is uh, Wayang Mahabharata or Ramayana? No, it's different. This is this is a book about the the calendar, Japanese calendar. What's a Japanese calendar? This is like a, a Lucky Pine Cleavon Wage. No, 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 no. It's different. That's that's calendar. You can read, and then I read the book just briefly. And very interesting in that book. That book called this Pawukon. And not only talking about the uh, yeah like a normally calendar, but talking about the merit, about talking about the writing, talking about anything, especially in the illustrative, very beautiful, very beautiful, and many many symbol in wuku in that calendar. Okay, so you're saying that each and every wuku is accompanied by an illustration. Is that so, Dadang? Yeah, yeah, that's that's buku. Uh, like someone when when the someone uh, uh, burn, when the someone is a uh, uh, birthday or something like that, and mm. what the situation of the birthday? Example mm. like myself. Oh, when you was born is a dry season in that time. You know, mm. the the buku can explain that. How to know the the dry season? Okay. Oh. Look at that! This illustration in Wuku, because they have a rock and fish mm. on the river, and that means in dry season, when when the river uh, uh, zing or something like that, dry or something like that, the fish can can appear, and then also the rock. Yeah? Mm. Oh, you was born when uh, uh, harvest. How to know? Look at that! People dancing, make a a fire, gathering together, dancing, singing. It's very detailed because this heritage is very special. I mean, special for me because uh, I never see that illustration so beautiful like in Buku before. Uh, that's one that uh, I interest how to. Uh, to explore the wuku in my art. Thanks, Dadang. I thought that's really interesting how you encountered the wuku manuscript for the first time and how you decided to adopt the symbols in wuku into your work. I will now pose the question to Dr. Zhang. So, hi, Zhang. How are you? Hello, selamat, uh, selamat siang. Bagaimana, Amanda? I'm good, thank you very much. So ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Zhang is in Bali right now. And the question I'd like to ask to him is, since you have been following Dadang's work for quite some time, what are your thoughts about this series? And would you also mind sharing what you know about Wuku? First of all, if you allow me, regarding Dadang, Dadang works until now. I've been mainly based around his personal memory, you see. The memory of the trauma in Indonesia 
which took place 50 years ago, now is dealing with a different type of memory. Mm. Is dealing with the cultural memory. Is probably longing for the cultural memory of Java when Javanese culture was organized around symbolism mm. more than organized around absolute belief. Yeah. And to me, it's to that extent that it is so interesting to see him, you see, uh, taking up the theme of uh, the Wuku. Yeah. The theme of Wuku itself, you see. The, the, the word Wuku comes from the bamboo, you see. The, uh, the parts of the bamboo. And you have 30 Wuku mm. in a Javanese or in a Balinese year. So for a total of 210 days. And all the Wukus are kings that have been symbolically defeated by the king of the kings, Watugunung. And Watugunung himself, you see, the story of Watugunung is an incestuous story, you see. Mm. When he was a young boy, he left his mother. And when he saw again his mother, he slept with her. When her mother discovered it, she reported to the gods, mm. and the gods attacked Watugunu. When he was going to be defeated, you had the supreme god, Shiwa, who came down and telling Vishnu, the god who was going to kill Watugunung, don't kill Watugunung, making the lord of the calendar. And the individual Wukus are the kings that have been defeated by Watugunung. And Watugunung himself, you see, at the end of the calendar, the last week of the calendar, is occupied by the uh, incestuous son and the first week by the incestuous mother. So it's what we call a cultural hero, you see. It mm. is the very root of Javanese culture. And the, the organization of the rites before Islamization and even, even after uh, Islamization, the rites were organized Alongside, you see the uh, different uh, wukus. I hope it's not too complicated what I am, uh, what I am telling you. Yeah, I because think it clarifies. It, yeah, it's actually complicated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I have been reading through the books too, and it's right as as you said. The first wuku is the mother, which is uh, Sinta, and uh, the last wuku is the son. Yeah, and in the middle, separating the uh, son and the mother. Yes. yes, the goddess of knowledge, Saraswati in Balinese. So it's a consciousness, you see, the consciousness of time, mm. the consciousness that you have to organize your sexual life. It cannot be wild. 
the consciousness that organization of time is also organization of heights. Yeah. And we go down into what uh, Dadang is doing, symbols, you see. Yeah. Societies are in a better shape when they deal with their social problems through symbols. It's better mm -hmm. to deal, to use symbols than to use ideological or religious absolutism. Yeah. And I think that's what is at the gist of Dadang's message. It's what is probably longing for, you see, from his uh, abode in Australia, dreaming about Indonesia, about Java, you see. So where the Javanese, deep in their tradition, yeah, organize their life according to symbols, according to rites that contain no absolutism in them, that are attempt to to blend, to build togetherness, to prevent things from being too, too stiff. In my opinion, it's mm -hmm. what uh, Dadang is attempting and succeeding in uh, doing. Yeah, would you agree, uh, Dadang? I think, uh, yeah, I think when I first met Wupu, that's uh, like a meat or find something what I missing uh, when uh, when uh, uh, longing in Australia and then, and suddenly like wow that's is very artistic about the wuku uh, uh, illustration wuku motif and then after that I try to to uh, like say uh, to ask to my friend you know wuku no what's that wuku Wuku is calendar Java. No. Oh, you didn't know what you wuku, your pawukon? No, no. And then suddenly that just like to make me awareness about, oh, this is gone. That's the, uh, not exist anymore about the calendar in Java. My generation. Yeah, so yeah? that's one of the reasons why you made this series because it's, you know, it's, it's a dying... That's just one of the motivation uh, to... To was I like to push me to get a uh, 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 research little bit about the buku because we didn't know about uh, my generation that didn't know just only some probably uh, people in Java they still uh, was I like the pedoman like a compass yeah? oh. uh, how to to daily life with the buku yeah you you know to to make a the uh, yeah, the, like a compass, yeah, in uh, in the activity, that's in in Java probably, yeah, in in the village, but mostly they didn't know, they didn't know, especially yeah. my generation. Yeah. Also, your generation, Amanda, you didn't know what about. No, yeah, I knew it because of your um your work actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's like I, when I I find the the book of my friend. Yeah. In, Bantul, what is that? that? Is Ramayana? No, it's different, different than Ramayana than Mahabharata. 
Okay, thank you so much, Dadang, for sharing. So the next question will be for Dr. Zhang. I learned that Wuku is used to tell auspicious and non-auspicious days for specific activities. Like Dadang mentioned earlier, let's say if you'd like to know a good date for marriage, then you could refer to Wuku. And as Dadang also explained earlier, Wuku describes the condition of nature depending on the day that you were born. And those conditions are described using symbols. Apparently, you could also interpret those symbols to understand someone's characteristic. So depending on the Wuku that you were born into, you would have different traits. So I'm just curious with modernization and also uh, like you say, the, the evolution of belief in Indonesia, do people in Java and Bali still refer to Wuku until today? Yes. When you marry, you have to, to have the right Wuku. When you have a cremation, you have to, write, to have the right Wuku, not only the right Wuku, but you have the days within the Wukus. You have the circulation of the seven-day seven week, three-day week, three-day week, and through the crossing of all these elements, you decide what is propitious and what is not propitious. Yeah. Of course, people still organize their rites in Bali and in parts of Java, according to this, uh, to this system. What I know of Wuku mm -hmm. is what does exist in Bali. Okay. But, of course, it's of Javanese origin. Uh, in the Babad Tanajawa, the chronicle of Java, you have the myth of Watugunu. You have the story of the uh, Wuku. Yeah. But in Bali, you see the main rites are still organized according to the Wuku system. Mm -hmm. The uh, calendar festivals celebrate moments of the Wuku. For example, you are talking about the Wuku landup. Landup means sharp. You ah. see, on the Wuku landup, you have a festival during which you address offerings to knives, to, um, to metal instruments, and to cars. So it still organizes much of the ritual in, uh, in, in, in Bali is still there, even though very often people have forgotten about, you see, the, uh, the uh, mythological background. The fact that is a myth that talks about humans coming out from animalhood mm. to become humans aware of that time, aware of rights, and uh, so forth, yeah. Uh, regarding Jawa, yes, it is disappearing, even though, as far as I know, you still have people who consult the so-called primbon, and in the primbon, people, uh, there are, uh, talk about, uh, about uh, Wuku, but, you see, in Java, uh, usually it's considered improper from the point of view of today's reading of uh, religion. For some reason, Christians and Muslims alike, you see, 
they are not, they think that it doesn't suit what they believe in. Yeah. Mm. At the same time, to me, it's a beautiful way, you see, to, uh, to deal with reality through yeah. rights, through, uh, I find it uh, nice and uh, simple and uh, full of emotion without any absolutism, yeah, which is at the core of uh, Javanese culture, you see, how to bring things together without emphasizing the contradictions, yeah. And, of course, there is the visual aspect of which Dadang is dreaming about because Wuku, it's Indonesia, it's Java, a Java that doesn't exist anymore visually for him, mm. but the Java is longing about, dreaming about, without the uh, traumas, you see, that have characterized Java uh, 50 years ago, yeah. of which he has been talking in uh, many of his work. I see. That's really interesting. Thank you, Dr. Jean. And I completely agree with you that this is the point of Dadang's work. This is what's so fascinating about his work, how it's able to connect Wuku as a traditional culture with trauma, which is a theme that has always been present in his work. Ladies and gentlemen, we've came to the end of our conversation for today. Through this podcast, we have heard from Dadang himself on how he admires the uniqueness of Wuku. It is something that derives from his homeland Java, at the same time was very foreign to him that he decided to explore and crystallize its beauty through his sculptures. We have also delved deeper with Dr. Jean into the myth behind Wuku itself and how the 30 Wuku were named based on characters of the Watugunung mythology, a story about how human came out of a world of disorder into a world of order, having that consciousness of rights, time, and knowing what is right and wrong. And it's amazing how in Bali, like Dr. Jean just said, this chronology is still celebrated by the people until today. In case you would like to know more about the story of Watugunung, please feel free to reach out to our gallery team as Dr. Jean has kindly offered us to read a summary and analysis that he wrote on the story of Watugunung in relation to Wuku. Thank you everyone for listening and of course to Dadang and Dr. Jean for sharing today. Thank you. Thank you. Jumpaya. We hope that you enjoyed this episode and if you did, do recommend it to a friend and stay tuned for more conversations on contemporary art with us. See you soon.